here we are again. Sure old pal MZ. Just finished my workout. Started doing that about a year ago. And uh, when all the COVID stuff started happening, I said, uh, well, might as well start getting fit if the apocalypse is here and I'm going to have to start racing from zombies or whatever. So started doing the workout. Uh, it's been going okay. Today, man, today was a breadwinner day. Uh, so um, just been pushing, getting more, doing more, a little bit, little bit at a time. That's all. So, but that's not why we're here. We're not here to talk about me and my goofy workout routines. But uh, number one, we're talking about fear still. Now, here I am before you. Uh, just got home from my workout. I would have never, ever thought to do a live video, all sweaty, smelly. And I know you can't smell the sweat or stinky, but I mean, appearance, right? How many, how many, how many of us are so wound up about our appearance that we only want people to see us at our best? We only want to see people see us when we're tuned up, when we're polished, when we're ready to be presented, right? But that's not life. Life's not about that. Life is about what's going on in the moment, what's happening right now. So that's why I'm doing this right now. I'd planned on doing it later, but it seemed like now was the time. So the topic, first off, let's just talk about it like this. We've talked about fear for a little bit now. Uh, we talked about yesterday the, uh, the toxic trio, as, I'm, as I've labeled them, uh, worry, doubt, and indecision. And how each those uh, three concepts can take fear and put it on a, a jet plane and, or a rocket ship and just wreck your world. So there are six major fears that I wanted to talk about. And first one, uh, well, first, what are they? So the six fears that we're going to discuss, refer to my notes, sorry, because I have a terrible memory. Poverty, fear of criticism, fear of ill health, fear of loss of love, fear of aging, and fear of death. Now, these aren't in any particular order. Um, that's the order I'm going to go in. So we're going to start with poverty. So I come from a very middle-class background. Uh, now, whenever I did get married uh, early on, we lived, uh, when we moved out, we had uh, to take whatever we could get. And so we lived in some pretty areas that were definitely not uh, where I grew up. Uh, it was uh, much lower income areas, a uh, little bit rougher parts of town. And so I got to experience and see things that I had never seen or experienced. Uh, again, I went, up, went to school in a middle class, uh, elementary, junior high, high school, and, I mean, I saw levels of poverty, but not levels of poverty like I had experienced whenever I finally moved out and got a home uh, or started renting homes. And that's what we rented a home in a, uh, a pretty exciting part of the town. Uh, there was always something going on. It was, it's, a, it's a point in my life I look back with with fondness. I've never felt the kind of community and closeness to a neighborhood that I felt whenever we lived there. Everyone there, for the most part, was looking out for one another. And I think a lot of times that stems because they realize the circumstance in, that they're in, if you try to play that game solo, it's going to be hard to get out of it. 
So they're at least looking out for one another. So I had an analogy that popped into my head that I wanted to run with a little bit just to kind of explore and see what, see what you think about it. So let's look about back in the days of the elementary school or maybe even pre-elementary school. You go to the playground. Your parents took you to the playground. At school, you had a playground. We're talking about the playground. Now, there was a great uh, cartoon series uh, a while back called Recess. I loved it. It was so fantastic. And I don't know. uh, It it really did fascinate me because I remember. I have memories of the playground and of just the weird ecosystem of how it worked. And so let's talk about that. Explore it for a minute when we talk about poverty. So just going off this principle, um, we've got appearance, and I hate to use appearance, but appearance is the first indicator or it's a good indicator that you can use to, to kind of see what's going on economically with some people. I mean, you've got some people that wear the finest clothery uh, and change it every season and then donate the ones that they wore last season uh, to a, a thrift shop and continue to buy more. And then you've got people that all they ever know is, is hand-me-downs or thrift shop. Or, and they may, they may go to their grave and never know what it's like to wear their own brand new pair of clothes. Uh, and I'm not saying that that makes their life any less or any more that people have and that people have not. That is not where I'm coming from with this. But what I'm coming from with is even in the, at the playground, you see kids definitely that will interact and play with one another, but then you also see those that kind of are on the fringe. And I was one of those fringe kids coming up, you know, kind of awkward, not sure of myself. And those kids always tend to gra- gravitate together, right? That's where you get your metal heads and your punk rockers and your, um, your emos and, and all that, uh, those crowds that I used to run around with, is the ones that, that are uncertain about, they don't even know what they're supposed to be doing, you know? And they're, oh, well, that, guy, that kid sounds interesting, or he looks kind of approachable, so I'll go in and talk to him, or maybe they come over and approach and talk to you, and that's how these friendships get started. But on, in the, on the playground, it's very similar to that. And so on the playground, you see, you see the kids that, that don't have a lot, obviously. And then you see the ones that do have a lot, and then you see the ones in the middle that have. They may not be shopping at the fancier stores, uh, but they're, you know, their their parents are probably two income uh, families that are out there, you know, slugging it out, trying to make a good living and trying to make a decent life for their kids. All right, and that's I think every parent has that hope. I hope they do anyway. And so, once you look at it from a perspective of, well, it seems like it starts early. This fear of poverty, right? Because I can only I know looking. Imagining back at that time, seeing kids that had fancy toys, you know, that they would bring to school sometimes and play at recess. And I think, dang, dude, I wanted that. I wish I'd had that. That'd be great. And there's a little bit of jealousy there, but you're a kid. I mean, that's just, you don't know the difference. You don't know that jealousy is not really a a thing that you should have. Hopefully, if you, you know, are told that later on, that you can get rid of that jealousy because jealousy is definitely one that you don't want to hang on to. But man, I wish I had that. And then you start in your mind, and then this goes on through, throughout elementary school as you get older, and the dress gets more separating, and you see more. Now there's cars when you get into the high school, and there's kids that have really fancy cars, and then there's kids that can't, all they got to do is ride the bus. I'm not saying either one is right or wrong. This is not what I'm saying. What my point is, this fear of poverty has been planted in our mind 
and it, it just germinates. You don't know when it's going to sprout, but here's the, here's the magic thing that I wanted, the point that I want to get across. Take this fear of poverty and use it as a motivator. Don't let it overwhelm you. Don't let it make you do things that are illegal, that are risky. There's no reason to do that. Take that fear and switch it. Okay, I don't want to be in this position, so I'm going to do what I have to do. I'm going to study up. I'm going to go to school. I'm going to read books. I'm going to interact with people that are of the same mindset, that want to be better for themselves, that want to push themselves and get to that next level. Because that's how you're going to get there. You're not going to get there by staying in a situation in a woe is me state. You have to do it. You have to get that fear away, destroy it, press it, squeeze it, whatever you got to do. Turn it into that motivator that's going to then fuel you into that next level. It's going to make you accountable to yourself for what you should be doing. Now, gaining knowledge is great, but if you're not using that knowledge, it's useless. You may as well not even have it. So you have to take action. Without action, the knowledge, it's pointless. So when you gain that knowledge about whatever field of study it is that you're interested in, you have to apply it. You have to go forward. You have to move the needle a little bit every day. So to me, all of these fears, I think, can be used as motivators. But particularly the fear of poverty, as long as you take it and embrace, there's nothing, I'm not in any way saying that there's a shame in being poor. That's not my point. The poor, we've been told, will be always be among us. It's up to those of us who are a little bit ahead to reach back and help those folks that are in need. It has to be. I don't care what philosophy that you believe in. That has to be true. Those of us that have moved forward in this game of life, we have to look back to those that are struggling to come up, and we've got to help them up. What a good feeling that is. Whenever you help somebody, whenever you, you do something charitable, whenever you do something selfless and giving, how does that feel? It's amazing, isn't it? Don't you think you would want more of that in your life instead of fear? Wouldn't you want more overwhelming joy for helping others than fear that if I, if I reach out to this person, they may smack my hand or they may, they may think that I'm uh, being derogatory towards them? No, you have to do it. You've got to just make that step. And if, if, if you come across in the wrong way, apologize and try to explain yourself. I'm not trying to, to, to make out like you, you, you're, you're less than, man, I'm just trying to give you a hand. That's all. So fear of poverty. Motivate. Assist. We're all in this together, man. All right. That's your boy, MZ. Make it a great Thursday. Let the God of thunder take this day and motivate you into wherever you're supposed to be going. Cheers.